Welcome to the Random Tea Gotham Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Janya. And today we're going to talk about the um, Gotham episode, Spirit of the Goat. It's season one, episode six. Why do I cheer you every time you do that? You're like my biggest fan. <laughs> um, and it was directed by TJ Scott, and it was written by Ben Edlund. <gasps> ben Edlund. Yes. You know I love Ben Edlund. Well, I was, I knew him, because of course I obviously knew, I was like, oh, okay, that's the guy from Supernatural. Um, but I didn't. I, so much more, though. Well, but I went to look up the actual Supernatural episodes he wrote. You know which one. I, I know which one he wrote. I know which one. But he wrote Ghost Facers. Yes, he did. He wrote The End, which is your favorite. My favorite, favorite, favorite Supernatural And episode. he wrote The French Mistake. Yes, he did. Which is just genius. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I was I was like, okay, can he just write for us forever? But he also wrote um, some, didn't he write some Buffy and Firefly, too? I don't know. I didn't look at that. Oh. I, well, I got excited uh-huh. about Supernatural. Yeah, I, I can understand that. We all get super, super excited. <laughs> English. Super excited. We haven't been in five minutes into this and I'm already tongue-tied. <laughs> it was under, it was just done over a minute, so good job. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you win the You Tried star. <laughs> I won it last night, too. You did, too. Um... <laughs> Oh my so yeah, uh, I was yeah. I I really really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I was when it when it, the the episode was airing and I saw his name pop up. I'm sure when we were watching, you were screaming it, at me that we were texting each other, going, "Oh, it's been it." Yeah, yeah. he's uh, two seasons ago. I think he left. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, but no, I mean, he was thirty seven uh, two thousand. Oh, that's Gotham. Never mind. So I mean, like some really iconic supernatural episodes. But I thought he, he did an awesome job with this. He did. He wrote Angel. Okay. And he wrote. Uh, he was producer for Firefly. Okay. Uh, hold on, let me... I'm surprised he came back to Fox to do anything, because, you know, they're the devil. Oh, no, they are, in fact, the devil. He wrote, <laughs> uh, for Firefly, he wrote Trash and Janestown. <gasps> Trash! Ben Edlund oh, writes wow. some of the best episodes. Yeah, Janestown was awesome. I'm not going to sing it. No, don't, don't do, it. do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, Ben Edlin is, he writes some of my favorite stuff. He really yeah. is. And when, you know, because he wrote The End, which is probably one of my favorite television episodes of anything ever. Yeah. Because it's uh, anything to do with the apocalypse. You're just all over. I'm give it, hand it over. Uh, so, yeah. But I thought, you know, for it being a monster of the week, because it technically was, I thought, it, I didn't it, mind it. It was, and yet what it was was a Bullock backstory. It was, but it was also a commentary on the state of Gotham. That's true. So, uh, I, I just, I thought it was... It was a lot of that kind of together. It fit in really well. They got some good other bits in. Well, but my my one problem... Okay. ...at the second, because I'm sure I'll think of more later. Um, <laughs> I know we talked a lot when we were going through last episode mm-hmm. that I kept complaining about how Bullock had seemed to have be this change of heart character suddenly. It's like this episode should have been between Absol- yes. this, this episode and Venom. This story should have aired other than the Penguin storyline. Yeah. Because the Penguin storyline had to progress. It's in order. This. Right. But they should have, if they had aired this bit before um, Viper. Viper, not. Viper? Venom. Venom. It was Viper. Viper because Venom because was Because it was the, actually yeah. Venom. Right. Yeah. Um, if they had aired this one before the Viper episode, it would his character change would have felt more natural. Yeah. And him and Jim being chummy would have been mm-hmm. more it felt, natural. It would have made more sense instead of that hard turn yeah. that they did. And and who the hell knows? They could have filmed it that way. And then for some whatever reason, for production yeah, reasons, they, they had to recut. Yeah. Or who the hell knows? Because the penguin stuff is pretty... 
pretty independent. It is. It's not contingent on the, the goat story. Yeah, so it could have been, but who the hell or knows? Or really, even in the Viper story, the Mm-mm. Penguin story wasn't contingent on the Central story, which is fine, and that played out okay. It's just that Bullock's character change was so hard. Yeah. That I, yeah, at, at the end of this episode, I really thought, man, if they'd have aired this one before, it would have made so much more. But, like, no TV show films everything no, in exactly order. in order every single week. But it wasn't just Bullock. It was also Jim's reaction to Bullock. Yeah, that's true. They were they were much easier were, with each yeah. other. It was, it was, so, it was yeah. more of a partnership instead of just, like, I'm forced to be with you right. all day. You know, and if so we had this story... It would have made a lot more sense. And we knew that Jim knew more about Bullock himself as a person. Yeah. And we knew more about Bullock as a person. It would have felt much more natural in the progression. I think so, too. Okay, I think we have said that enough to- I think we're starting to repeat This should have gone first. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, so let's get into the recap. Yes. And we start off, and it is Gotham uh, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. And we see this guy. um, I am the spirit of the goat, be all. like He is. And he's got this weird, like, leather creepy mask on. And he smashes. (laughs) I did. I mean, it kind of had, like, little pointy ear kind of things. I mean, it almost looked like a really crude Batman cowl. Yeah, yeah. but it it was like... uh, stitched together like pieces of leather that was stitched yeah. to, like patches but it was all the same color same yeah. shade of black but of it was black. patchwork kind of yeah and um he uh he gets you know he says all this i'm the spirit of the goat like a bunch of times and he smashes mirror um and so we move he's not the knight no he's not the knight okay. but he's the goat he's okay. the spirit of the goat just to be clear all right um and so uh we see this rich lady um on a balcony and she gets assaulted and then we get little baby Harvey. But, but no, wait. Yeah. Uh, the woman is in the apartment. Yeah. Did you hear the TV in the background? I did when I watched it, but I didn't write it down, okay. so no. Uh, in the TV in the background, is the news is playing. It's about it's about Thomas and Martha, isn't it? It's Thomas and Martha talking about, uh, it's a news announcement about them ta- uh, opening their home to orphans. Aww. To city orphans, um, which is something that the Wayne family has done. Yeah, historically. Historically and canonically. Uh, and it says, uh, and we know that this was 10 years ago because it told us 10 years ago. Right. Bruce would have been no more than a toddler. Because I think we're guessing he's about 11 or 12. Yeah. So he would have been no more than one or two. So if you can imagine, imagine if you will, <laughs> Thomas and Wayne Martha... Thomas and Martha Wayne. Thomas oh and God. Wayne Martha. Swear, the Marthas. I swear the hardest thing I've had to drink today is a Diet Pepsi. Bruce Martha. The Waynes, <laughs> as young parents. Right. Uh, having this, this little boy as a child and they're deciding to uh, open up their home to orphans. Just the, the oh. Yeah, it's a total all It's moment. an all moment. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. And I think it kind of hits home that this is when Thomas uh, and Martha were alive and things were a little different. Thomas and Wayne Martha. Oh, my God. I'm going to have yes. that embroidered on a pillow. Yes. Thank you. So, um, so, so yeah. anyway, please. Yeah. So, we move on to uh, little baby Harvey. That car. That, that car. pulls up. I love that car. I loved it so much. And because you know I love old cars. And yeah. I, know, I know nothing about them. I just, oh, look, pretty. Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I took a screenshot of that car i wanted to know what this because we see all these older cars in the show and some are newer some are older i'm like okay i want to know what this car is so i tried to do a google search mm-hmm. and eh, nothing came up anybody identifying this particular car so i took a screenshot of it and did a google upload mm-hmm. image search 
because of the dark colors. Yeah, it's hard it's to distinguish. It's so hard to, to figure it out. But then, um, out of pure absolute luck, I did a search for a 1970 Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, what popped up looked, I couldn't say for sure because, like I said, I know crap about cars. Right, but, but it, it looks really like similar. It looks like it could be a 1970 Lincoln Continental. Okay. That's a total cop car, too. A Continental. Yeah, it's a real long yeah. town car looking thing. I mean, it could be totally be wrong, but that's what it looked like yeah. when I searched for it. I just, I love that car. <laughs> it's an awesome car. So, uh, so little baby Harvey is there, and him and his he, partner have traced uh, this van back to some weird abandoned theater building. Yes, his uh, his partner here refers to him only as Dix yeah. throughout this entire Dicks. show. So, uh of course, you know, I'm going to see if I can find a reference to it. Right. The only person in canon that I could relate, find in this is uh, Virginia Dix, uh, who was an ally of El Diablo back from the 1989 comics, who I didn't really recognize. I don't know. Okay. Um, it also could be a reference to, it also kind of made me think of, um, you remember in uh, Star Trek Next Generation, the P.I. that uh, Jean-Luc would go and play Dixon Hill. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it's just it was a, it's just he was a detective kind of thing. So I was, yeah, it's it's a loose connection. Okay, um, but Detective Dix is played by Dan Hedaya. Yeah, something like that. He's been in everything. He was in the Adams Family. Yeah, he was. He was in the Adams. That's where I know him from. He's been in everything. He's one of those guys that's in things. Yeah, he is. Yeah, um, and um, really quickly you realize that uh, Bullock wants to go in without backup. And so he is the gym in this relationship. He is. Um, which is, I, I said several episodes ago, I wanted this. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't quite as fresh-faced. Like, I wanted rookie Poor Donald. Bullock. They, they couldn't yeah. de-age him quite as much as Because he was still, know. like, scruffy scruff and, you know, which was fine. Well, they, had, they had his hair slicked back, which made him look a little younger. He, he looked he like he was putting a little more effort into his appearance. Yeah. But, um, which, between the Bullock we know and love today... It didn't take much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bless so. his sweet little slovenly oh. heart. Um, but he's lackadaisical. He's lackadaisical. Um, so Bullock wants to go on without backup, and then he does. Um, and what else is Dix going to do but go in, go in after him? But we find out that um, Dix tells him, what is Gotham's golden golden rule? No, no heroes. heroes. Which I think is hilarious. <laughs> but, you know, technically, a lot of people don't think Batman is a hero. He's an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero, or they think he's just straight up as, as bad as, you know, the, the rest of them, well, the bad tr- guys. Yeah, they try to get him that reputation. So um, so we move on, and they find uh, the girl that was kidnapped tied up on the stage, and so, it's I'm wondering, really weird. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm wondering, this place that they go into, it's obviously run down. Yeah. Um, it looks kind of like an old playhouse or an opera house yeah it's even it could have even been one of the really old movie theaters one of the old movie palaces Mm because it had a balcony and it had seats Mm -hmm. some kind of a theater yeah um probably i I would assume maybe not a movie theater because the stage had some weird stuff on it and it looked pretty deep so Uh, i I was assuming some kind of some kind of an old theater like maybe there could have been well, like, you know, a lot of times today we say, like, the orchestra sits down in the, in the orchestra pit. Yeah. But also they could have had the orchestra in the back if that's why it was so, I don't know, yeah. I'm just totally speculating at this point. It was a cool set, but though. it's kind of fun. Yeah, it was a really cool set. I like the way it was kind of dark and dingy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this woman, she's hung up in this real ritualistic yeah. manner. 
but the red candles, or at least the candle holders, I don't know if it was candles themselves. Or, yeah. I think I kind of got the impression like there was candles down in them. But the red was such a contrast. It was. I thought that was just kind of cool. Yeah, and they, um, so she's like tied up in this like stage altar thing, and she's like, she's got the candles, like you said, around her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harvey sees that the candles are fresh, so the guy is still there. Right. Um, and he goes to confront him, and there is there is sass about paperwork because he tries to I call him. I quoted it. Yes, I quoted it. He says, uh, "I am the goat. I am the goat." And Bullock says, "We're gonna go with Milky. I already did the paperwork." Yeah, it's like classic Bullock. Yeah, I love it. So that was great. Um, and uh, he Dix ends up getting falling through this trapdoor thing, mm-hmm. which distracts Harvey. Um, and the uh, Milky, the goat guy, he attacks Harvey. And then Harvey the just shoots guy. him. The goat guy. You know, the guy. Yeah, he just shoots him. But I'm not going to say the spirit of the goat every single time. <laughs> um, I know. I yeah, and so Harvey shoots him. Well, sure. As, as you do. And we go to present day. And Harvey is gazing wistfully across the river. Well, he looks, to me, he looked scared. Yeah. And Bullock doesn't look scared. He looked freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it we pan out, and there is another uh, like trussed up woman, mm-hmm. and it looks eerily similar to the one we saw just a moment ago. And Ed's there, and God, did he pick the worst day to try to like riddle Harvey? I know. And um, and and Jim wasn't even there to play with. Uh, so Ed Ed wants to tell him a riddle, and Harvey is like, "Don't fuck with me right now." And uh, he's already got his angry hat on. Like, he started he off did. with an angry he hat. He walked into this place with the angry angry hat. Up. And uh, he he knows uh, the case is the same. And he says that it's a, it's got to be a copycat of the goat. He does. Um, now, the riddle that he, that Ed gives, mm-hmm. and he starts to answer it. You know he got that totally wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, he completely got the riddle wrong. Um because as the as the rule goes, it's uh, the man is standing on the edge of the river. He's got a, a wolf, a cabbage, cabbage and uh, the goat. Uh huh. And he's got this river to cross, but he can only take one across at a time. What order does he take? What them order in? does he take them in? And and he totally gets it wrong. Yeah. What's the real the, answer? I have the answer. Tell if me. Would like for me to tell you the answer. I would I like to. There's this website um, that I found the answer on it, and. Um, I'll post a link to it in the show notes. But first thing you do is you take the goat from the west to the east. Okay. And then you go back. And then you take the ga- the cabbage from the west to the east. Okay. And then you pick up the goat. And you take the goat back. And then you grab the wolf. Trade it for the wolf. And then you take the wolf over to where the cabbage is. Okay. Drop the wolf off. Wolf off. And then you go back and get the goat. And then take the goat across. Because you can't leave the goat with the cabbage and you can't leave the wolf with the goat. Mm-mm. So, at the most, you have the wolf with the cabbage. Right. And the wolf's like, fuck that cabbage. Yeah, I want to like, eat the goat. Fuck that shit, I'm out. <laughs> so, um, so that's how it works. And Ed got it wrong. The Riddler got the riddle wrong. Because he was talking about taking two things. And yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not how it works, honey. <laughs> Go back He's to not your day job the rules. for a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we also find out that um, Jim, not only isn't he there, but he's not answering his phone. Right. Which is and so Bullock not is like not Bullock is pleased. pissed because the one time he wants Jim to be a Boy Scout, he's not. Mm-hmm. Which he's like, damn it, he's always around. He's always like trying to be all up, you know, the lone road cop, and uh, and he's not even here. I know, right? 
So we move on and we see why Jim isn't there because he's talking to Barb. And she wants to know this goddamn secret. Oh, I'm just so ready to just. I'm so done with this. So very, very done. Yeah. And um, so she wants to help him carry his load. Blah. And, you know, like, I, I intellectually, I guess I understand where she's coming from. But also, she's proven that the least little information she knows, she freaks out about it. Oh, yeah. She, you know, uh, does not take confidentiality into account. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I totally get why he's not telling her everything. And it's not like, uh, honey, I'm, uh, you know, I'm secretly dating somebody else and I won't tell you about it. It's like, I'm not going to tell you about the cases I'm working. And and we've covered this before. He is a cop. Yeah. Just because because of invest because it's an ongoing investigation, Mm -hmm. it is a part of his job that he cannot discuss because if he were to go have to get on a stand about it, yeah, yeah, exactly. And these are high profile cases so far. I mean, the last couple ones have been very high profile, and um, you know, and it just kills me. It's like just because Montoya will tell you whatever the fuck she thinks is going on does not mean Jim should. I am rolling my y'all can't see this at home, but I am rolling my eyes at Montoya. I'm surprised you can't hear it. They're going pretty far back. Yeah, but like so, apparently they're not broken up because she made a big, uh, she made a big show of marching off last episode. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. Um, and so I was like, oh great, they're still together, mm-hmm. yay. Um, and so he he says he's going to tell her everything, which is a horrible idea. Well, she does compromise. I want to. I don't know if she actually they, really was trying to compromise or not. But she's like, just half, just half. Yeah, just I'm half of your load. Half, and I'm like, I'm not sure how to take that. Yeah, because I just don't like her so much. And I feel like she's being kind of manipulative with him. Well, yeah, because you know, I just because she is. I I just kind of wish he would be like, listen, I'm just I'm really afraid that whatever's going down right now right. could be dangerous to you. Because, you know, you're you're the closest thing I have to family. And if somebody wanted to go after me, the easiest way would be to go through to go you. go through you, yeah. And if you knew something and somebody... Right. Well, yeah. Especially with all the his mob, his mob problems. Yeah. So let me keep shut up about it. And it exactly. really is yeah. to protect you. Yeah. That and I would really like for him to call her out on, you fucking called the, the paper when I told uh, you something in confidence. Oh my God. Like nobody has slapped her hand about that. Every episode she's in, I hate her character more and more. Yeah. Which kills me because here we have a canonical bisexual character with yay representation. The woman sucks. Yeah. She's just, she's tiring and I get, I'm just bored. Are we supposed to not like her? See, I don't know. Is she, is she written that way? Because, because if I, she is, I keep thinking. Well that, done, but because canonically she's his wife, they have two children together. They do eventually divorce, though. Yeah, but two badass children. I mean, although they do name them after themselves, which well, not I don't only know what do you're they, doing not about only that. do they name them after themselves, but they call them the same names. Yeah, they're Jim and Barbara. Yeah, Jim and Barb. Yeah, uh, I'm like because like my 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 brother his two kids are named after him and his wife mm-hmm. but they don't use the same names yeah yeah but it but it kills me though because like and not even that they're not like purely straight up named yeah but still their names are you know. yeah 
But it, it just feels like already, already we're six episodes in. I'm completely tired of her. And I'm thinking, God, if he's going to marry her, this is going to be horrible Which the entire time. Which means she's going to be around for the rest of this show. There's yeah. no getting away from her. We're stuck. And she just has this horrible habit of fucking everything up. Especially with this relationship with Montoya. Because now Montoya's bringing shit into it. Purely because she doesn't like Jim and she wants Barbara back mm-hmm. by the sounds of it. For, for Barbara to be redeemed... Mm-hmm. Is is she need, redeemable? Is, your, is she redeemable? Is there anything this woman can do to redeem herself in our eyes? I don't know. I don't know, but I think it would take a long arc. It would not happen in an episode. Mm-hmm. She would have to continuously be trustworthy and interesting. Because that's the thing. Even if something would have to happen, even if she wasn't this mealy mouth. Like, oh, Jim, please tell me what's going on. I'm so worried for you. Oh, my God. I love you. I love you. I mean, even if we didn't have that crap going on, I don't care about her because she's not interesting. I don't care about her. And if if we have the whole, oh, well, Jim, I'm pregnant. Now we have to get married. That whole situation. Yeah. And then then Jim's got kids to worry about in this horrible, horrible Uh. city that he's in. So, so yeah, I, I don't I don't know what we can do with her long term. I don't know if she is redeemable at this point. And I'm worried that she's they're going to have to make her long-term because... Well, sh- I mean, I know they're not following canon here, but, I mean... But, yeah, how far from the canon can you diverge... Exactly. ...when it becomes a whole other show? Yeah. Because his children... Become... Become... One becomes a psycho killer, and the other one becomes Batgirl. Yeah. And then Oracle, um, which is the clock tower, and that bring her back that story back full circle. But, so, I mean, they kind of have to have children. Yeah, if they're going to do any... Which, I guess, maybe they're not even going to touch on that because... That we're not going to see Batman, so it's um, it's unlikely that we'll see those two. Sorry, guys. I lost my water for a moment. I panicked. <laughs> she panicked. I couldn't find my water bottle. I found it. We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, bar- big old Barbara rant, basically. Oh, my God. That woman. I just don't like her. I just think she's End written. End of story. And, and honestly, like, the writer of the week, I don't know that they know what to do with her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a good point. Because, because think about it. Because I don't see Ben Edlin writing... No, because, I mean, you inherit... A bad... Yeah. You inherit all the crap that came yeah. before you, and you yeah. can't make a complete 180. Yeah, and the writers, once they've written the script, they don't have 100% control over it. No. And the day it goes to film. It still has to fit within the narrative of the show, and so... Not a plot device. No. <laughs> she is a plot she device. Is, she see, is a pure plot device, and that is all there is to her. And she could be a really cool female character. She could be she Jim's, like, like, Jim's, like, oasis... You know, is not, it because she's stupid and that's why we don't like her? She does horrible, stupid things. I don't know. She has poor judgment, and yeah. All right, so, rant. and slut. Yeah, well, for Breathe. now, I'm sure we'll rant about her later. But no, we sure. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and they end it. He's gonna tell her everything, and they have. It's a I'll horrible tell idea. You everything, Jim. You're an idiot. Yeah, and so we move on to Montoya and Alan, who are also problematic and not my faves. Okay, so they've been canvassing. For days. Yeah. They have nothing better to do. Yeah. You would think that some other major crime. Well, this is fo- this is flowing into my Montoya and Allen are the only major crimes unit detectives. And they just like everybody else just kind of lets them do whatever the hell they want <laughs> to keep them out of their hair. <laughs> Sounds right. Because, I mean, we go back to. You the, think they made their own unit? Just I know. To, just to be like, here you go. It's really important. You have to be honest. Major like, crimes. Yeah. Because, I mean, Balloon Man, Jim and Harvey, that was a very high profile case. Yeah. 
Um, it was a homicide case. The uh, so how how homicide is not a major crime. But they were going to get the Wayne case if Harvey gave it to them. But him. they're on this this uh, Oswald Cobblepot murder, which is not a major which case. Is, they don't even have a body. It's not even technically homicide without a body. Right. It's and a missing persons and case. And so the councilman murders. And it's not. Jim and Harvey got on that. Well, it's almost like it's an internal affair case. Yeah. it's But they're, they're tr- not internal affairs. No. But they're acting like internal affairs. Yeah. People. I, I just. I think like they're just. Thing. Somebody just puts them to the side and just whatever. I think Essen just did not know what else to do with them. Yeah. And just created this major crimes unit yeah. just to get them out of her hair. Like yeah. you were saying. Yeah, just because get out of my they're completely hair. useless. I just had it done. And you're right. The amount of time that they spend on this case with no evidence other than somebody said, well, I totally heard that Jim Gordon's the one that totally. killed Cobblepot. I know we don't have a body, but don't I don't they like can't him. Even prove so. that he's dead, yeah, so. yeah. So, so they're at this dock and um, they still haven't found the body because there isn't one. And they find this bum <laughs> who saw the shooting, and he claims he saw Jim do it. Yes. And you'd have thought it was fucking Christmas Montoya, for Montoya. You can see, this is one, and I, I think, I mean, we knew before that she was kind of obsessed with Jim. Yeah. But it was in this scene that you see the extent yeah. of that obsession of for her to bring down Jim. Yeah. And it's for personal reasons. Oh, yeah, every 100% of it is selfish. Because she literally has absolutely no card proof so, that Jim is crooked. Okay, so let me ask you this. What is Alan getting out of it? Or Crispin, his first Crispin name is Crispin. Alan. Crispin Allen. Crispin Allen. Sounds like a candy bar. I know, Crispin Allen. Crispin Allen. Um, I don't know. What is he getting out of this? I mean, does he just... Does Other he than just, a paycheck? Yeah, does he just really believe in Montoya's hunches or whatever? Because I mean, he's, he's a canonical character. Um, and he got that one line in the pilot, um, Stay Frosty. Yeah. That that Easter egg that he dropped. And ever since then, he's just a tag-along character. Yeah. He, it's he just, might as well just be a bystander. It's Montoya and Allen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Can't have one without the other. <laughs> Montoya and Allen. <laughs> but, like, I could understand, like, she has no judgment, clearly. She's completely clouded. Well, can he not see how 100% fucking obsessed she exactly, is? Exactly. That's what I was going to say, because, like... We can see that... We cannot stop bitching about these female characters because they're so badly written. But, like, I could totally... Like, I, I don't think it's great, but I can understand where Montoya's coming from because, obviously, she's obsessed. She's got this ex tied up with this guy that she's convinced is basically the devil incarnate. And so she wants to go after him. But Alan isn't over there like, uh, you know, Renee, you probably need to, can like, slow your roll about this. He's yeah. just like, yeah. Yeah. So just poor judgment all around. Just kind of hanging around. So she gets really excited, Um, and uh, (laughs) we move on to Jim, and he finally makes it to the crime scene. Gordon finally on the scene. Yeah, and um, Harvey thinks that the guy knew the victim. Now, but he's worried about Jim. He is worried. Like, where were you? Where were you? What were you doing? Are you okay? Nothing. Shut up. And Bill's like, okay, fine. I don't want to know. I was talking to my ridiculous girlfriend. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Girlfriend, fiance. Are you okay? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> he's stressing he is um and so yeah harvey thinks that the guy knew the victim and so they're gonna go visit the family of this well, girl and he keeps referring to it it's a copycat it's a copycat yes um but every time he tries to ask jim well where were you what's going on are you okay he gordon deflects him right back to the case yeah um and harvey uh i, I know i keep calling i call him harvey i call him book call him harvey i call him book whatever i do the same thing yeah whatever um 
and Harvey asks Ed to let me know when they're ready to do the autopsy, yes. which is not a normal thing for him to do. No, it's we've never seen them. Out of care. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, they also say that the victim, her name is Amanda Hastings. Mm-hmm. And I can only assume that's possibly a nod to Doc Hastings, who made an appearance in Detective Comics number 336 back in 1967. Okay. Could that's very well be. best guess I've got. At this point, one. they probably have a name bank of people and right, just they right. throw mm-hmm. they just throw stuff in yeah and the 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 easter eggs that they're throwing out it's getting there's less and less of them and they're more subtle yeah it's not like Catwoman. she's a cat look at her cat 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 Meow. yeah <laughs> call me cat <laughs> so yeah um you're that's a good point about the autopsy because that's out of character for him he's con he's trying to convince himself that it's a copycat and i bet you money the thing that we found later is what he's yeah, and we see how that plays that's out how he's right. That's how he's going to go, okay, no, it is a copycat. Right. I mean, which is bad enough because you've got a killer, but then... Yeah, and he's he's really freaked out about it. Bullock, yeah. he, it's like he's barely holding it together. You can see it, Donald, the acting that he yeah. does for this, in this episode. Uh, because, you know, before we've always seen Bullock as this laid back, just going to get me some pastries and get mm-hmm. me some coffee. Like, I don't want to work this, this case. Camp, and, oh, yeah. I just want to go home. It's time for me to go home. My, my yeah. shift is over. To he is all over this case. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, so he closed it back in the day. So I'm sure it's like. Or so he thought. Or so he thought. Da, da, da. Did he? Uh, so we move on and they, we see the Hastings, uh, the girl's parents, and they are super rich and super weird. Mm-hmm. And the dad has this weird hand clench thing that they, like, beat you over the head with. And Bullock is the one who stops and says, oh, Mr. Hastings, are, are you okay? Mm-hmm. He's not being his normal gruff... Yeah, asshole self. Asshole self. He's being a little sensitive, which is a little out of character. But at the same time, I realized that this is a wealthy family that they're dealing yes. with. Not one of his bum that's, criminal That's a good people. point. So I... I was like, oh, that's kind of out of character for him, but not really. Because Harvey has shown reverence in the past to people of authority. He's kind of... Yeah, he's, he's not, not straight, gruff with the mayor. No, he's no. not, you know... It, you're right. It is It is in the, the face system. of authority that he, he seems respectful of. Yeah. But yeah, he's not He's not just but some when he's, pimp or whatever. But when he... You know, because he's the senior partner. Right. He's ready to kick some ass <laughs> or throw the book at them. Literally. Literally. <laughs> so, uh... So apparently they can't talk without this therapist lady there, and um, you know whose name at this point I totally didn't catch. I didn't catch either. Yeah, apparently it was not important to me. Uh, I think I have it written down later, but yeah, I'm I not going to look. I hope so. Uh, so Mr. Hastings <laughs> apparently is too delicate to deal with this. He's delicate. He's a delicate flower. And so Harvey isn't. This well, their is daughter where he was just brutally murdered yes. over a bridge. I can understand it would be a little traumatic. But this is where Harvey gets snarky when he they pull the therapist aside by herself. But she is not an authority figure, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. You you got a good. He's point. like it's it's like I he's see what you, did you know kind of like the bad boy that has no respect for authority. It's kind of the opposite of that. He's the bad boy with respect for authority. <laughs> It's, but it's the I system. Like some Harvey, though. It's the system of Gotham. It's true. And as we saw in the beginning, in the flashback, he's somewhat, a, you know, there was a time where he was Jim Gordon. Yeah, I'm going to go in and we we yeah. got to save her. And, and it's like he's jaded. Yeah. Our Harvey of today 
is is the jaded because Dix was thinking about the two of them personally and Harvey was thinking about the victim we have to save her we exactly. don't have time to call right. for backup right where Dix Dix was the senior partner right and he had he had already been jaded yeah of course we don't know that the mob was in as much power back 10 years ago yeah, as we, they are today we don't know the whole situation but I thought it was interesting because Harvey bitches at Jim for not listening to him and I'm like look at what you were mm, pot kettle yeah seriously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we move on and um nigma is visiting the records room oh my gosh this scene just creeps me out yeah and uh he visits Kristen kringle who's a new character yeah there and there, there's no there's nothing no. Okay. on her at all so ever. he wants records on the original goat case right and um which i thought was policey work not lab techie work i don't know what he does <laughs> We don't have a job title for him. Well, and he's the only uh, 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 forensics lackey, underling minion type, slightly sciency kind of. I mean, he's not the me though. No, he's not the me who we see in, in a couple of scenes. Um, he's not he's, even assisting the me. He's like purely crime scene kind of thing. He's like he's like this. He does crime ballistics. Unit. He does stuff yeah, like that. I don't. Yeah. Um, and so he cannot. He's almost like a gopher. Yeah. He cannot flirt to save his life. No, he could not flirt his way out of her paper bag. He insults her name, and he insults her filing system all in the span of, like, two minutes. And he does it so creepy, which speaks to this man's acting ability. He that really he does. be that creepy. Yeah. See, that's what I don't understand. They can write this character, mm-hmm. and he can come across just as creepy as he wants to be. And, like, such and little penguin, screen time. And Penguin, and Bullock, and, um... You know, all these other characters, but Barb is so paper thin. She's, we get more development. It makes me think that maybe they intend for her to be that way. I don't know, but we get more development for Nigma, and he's on screen a lot less. Yeah, he's barely five minutes an episode. Yeah, if that. And so, I mean, it just, I think I got more of Kristen Kringle's character than I get from Barb. No, right? All we know is Barb She is, was more interesting and she was on screen for two minutes. Yeah, Barb is from a rich family, likes to go to parties, and she works at some art gallery that she never we actually think. goes to work right. at. And she has this ridiculous apartment. And in she used tower. to be and she used to be in a relationship with Renee Montoya. And a drug addict. Yeah, and a drug addict. And she's so boring. Yeah, so, yeah. Right, anyway. Um, so we move on and it's, it's a really short scene, but yeah, God, Nigma is so creepy, but I just want to be like, honey, please stop. Just stop. Just somebody needs to put their hand over his mouth, pull him out of the room and go, no, (laughs) this is not how you talk to people. Women are not. This is not how you talk to people. And uh, so we move on and um, they think that the uh, killer might have had access to the building like Milky did 10 years ago. He was a he was an HVAC guy. Mm -hmm. And and Bullock is taking this case so seriously. Yeah. I mean, I just every scene with him, I'm like, God, he's He's working it the right way, too. Yes. He's doing proper police You work. notice he does not try to beat anybody up. No. Which is really out of character just for really Bullock. Because that's yeah. police work for him. Yeah. So, and they get the call that the autopsy uh, is... Uh, they're ready to do the they're autopsy. They're ready to yeah. do the autopsy. Yeah. Um, so we move on to Oswald and he visits his mom, which I just realized before we did this podcast that she, uh, Mrs. Kappelput, does actually spell her she name differently. She spells it Yeah, it's spelled with a K and it's not Cobblepot, which I did not realize until like now. Yeah. So I thought that was... so That's Oswald an interesting has, detail that they yeah, did. Yeah, Oswald has changed his name. Or did she change her name? I don't know. I have a feeling he changed his Which to be, came first? To be more Americanized. Could be. Because it's cobble pot instead of kebble I, I love that woman. But yeah. And I love how she's like from this vague, like, Eastern European 
we're not going to name a country, but she's kind of weird and she's got this heavy accent. And yeah, I just well, think that, a lot of that is her own accent, too, because she or no, she, she that's an accent I've heard her use. Oh, yeah, she can do that. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, her own, it's her yeah. own version of whatever version the hell whatever. that is. Um, yeah, but she's that's one of the, the voices she's known for. Yeah. And, and she's so adorable. I love that. Woman. I love Carol so Kane. Much. And she's so fucking creepy. She blames the bullies. Those bullies. At first, she's like, she's convinced it's a hussy again. And he's like, no, mom, it's not. And then, yeah, he tells her about the bullies. Those bullies again. Those bullies. She's not wrong, though. She's not, but she also gives him the bullying platitudes, which are, they're jealous of you. Well, yeah. You're so uh-huh. awesome. They just want, you know, what, what, uh, what he has. He's so great. So I thought that was, you know, it's just all ego service right now for, right. for Oswald. And so maybe that's why he still hangs out with his mom, because she thinks he's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, um, yeah, I can I, see that. And I wrote, in my, I wrote in my notes, meanwhile, he murders people for food. And sweaters. <laughs> and sweaters. So, I, I, and honestly, I think if she knew that, I don't think it would phase her. No, I think she'd just not. make up like, well, you know, they well, were horrible and she, you did what you had to do. She's really good at denial. Yeah, she is. So I, I thought that was an interesting scene, because their dynamic is so fucking weird. It's just odd, and it'll get weirder. Um, so, <laughs> so we move on, and um, it's the autopsy. And Harvey knows he has the Emmy check for a small incision in the back of the neck. In the back of the neck, now, that the Emmy missed. Now, that bothered me. Um, the fact that the Emmy missed this. Ob- I mean, it wasn't even like sealed up in the hairline or anything. It was. Yeah. It was. It was pretty obvious spot. And I'm like, how did he miss that? There was the show I used to watch called uh, Dr. G Medical Examiner. Okay. Do you remember that show? Yeah. I used to watch that show. Like obsessively? Like obsessively because <laughs> I was, I thought, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And I, but I like to try and guess it, guess the answer. Of course she before, did. Uh, before, before she did. Um, and when she had a body come in and this was, this was a reality show. Yeah. This was ac- her actually doing these investigations. Yeah. Um, it was all recreations. The The bodies were like actual people. They yeah. just made them up really well. Um, but these were, were actual cases. And she, you would watch her do this op, these autopsies from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And there was not an inch of skin that she did not investigate. There was not Come an over, organ yeah. she did not. Especially in something that's this high profile. Mm-hmm. A serial killer type case. Exactly. A copycat type right. case. Yeah. You know, the. It's like, damn it, Emmy, bring your A game. He <laughs> pretty least, much sucks. Or at least your G game. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I missed that. Oh, I didn't know that. So he, anyway, he, he calls it and uh, he pulls this penny out. Yeah, and it, he, the killer sewed a penny into her. And how the hell can it be a copycat? Because that, dun, detail, dun, dun, that detail was never was, was never included released. in the case. So not only was it never released, but it was never in the case files. Right, they didn't They put it left in the case it out files. deliberately. Um, so, it's a, uh, uh, a 1913 Lincoln penny. Okay. So, um, eh, I thought it was 1813. Was it 18? I don't know. Uh, it was. It was something. Well, it wouldn't be 1813, 1813 if it was a Lincoln penny. It was a Lincoln penny, so it was not. It was 1913. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because they say oh, it's a Lincoln. Oh, gotcha. They made a big deal about it being a Lincoln penny. Um. So I went to go look up a 1913 Lincoln penny to see if there was anything ever about Goatee it. Goatee about it. Yeah. It's. A penny. Yeah. Um, according to contra- uh, coin tra- con, coin trackers.com, 
they're actually worth anywhere between a dollar twenty-five and sixty-five dollars. Okay, so not so if you have a nineteen thirteen penny, go sell it. Depending on its condition, you can sell it for one hundred and twenty-five percent profit. Just going to put that out there. Um, But the way Bullock explains it, he says that they Easter egged it. Yes, he did say that. that. Was so cute that he used that specific phrase in a in a comic show. Yeah, which. We're always in on which the lookout. there are Easter eggs. Exactly. Like, really? Yeah. You, you said. You said the thing. You said the thing. <laughs> so yeah, he. Um, so Harvey, Jim, and Essen go through it, and they talk things through. And she wants uh, them to go talk to Dix to find out if he's the one that let the detail about the coin slip. And because the only people who knew were Bullock, another guy that was dead, the Emmy, yeah, the original Emmy, who's dead, who's dead, and Dix, and Dix. Um. Which, I suppose, theoretically, the Emmy could have let it slip years ago. But then again, they couldn't investigate that. So who the hell knows? So yeah. And he's kind of resistant, but he agrees because his captain tells him um, tells him to. Yeah, so he does. He seems really. He's like I don't. He's like he doesn't. He just doesn't want to. Yeah. As I just Bullock doesn't want to interview Dix. Is all I have written down. But yeah. He's very resistant. Very. I don't. I don't know if it's because he doesn't want to go see Dix, or if he just doesn't, doesn't want, to, want involve to involve him. him yeah because he got hurt last time mm-hmm. um and maybe he's still trying to protect him i don't know right but yeah he, well, at this point we don't know. at this point we don't know right. so um so we move on and bruce and alfred are watching a report about the goat on tv and, and alfred is nervous he is but bruce he's, like he's almost pacing but bruce also makes a note he says that it does strike fear yeah, he doesn't understand why he's masked. Yeah, and he he's very he seems very fascinated by the idea of the ghost. Yeah, he's he's not so much concerned about for himself or what this means yeah. for society. He's interested in it. He well, he, you know, Batman is the master detective. Yeah, and that's how he's he's. It's very clinical. Yeah, it's just like very this, lacking emotion. This cold kind of curiosity, which is frightening in a child that young. Yeah, and he plays it really well. David plays it really David, well. David, oh, he is incredible. Yeah. The thing about in this this show, either they're great or they're, or they're horrible. Crappy. Yeah. So there is no in between. So I thought that I thought that was interesting, but you're right. Alfred is super worried he's visibly. Like, he's almost pacing because we found out at the beginning that the goat goes after firstborns of rich families. Right. The 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 first of the one percent. Right. And so of course Bruce is the only child of Thomas and Martha. Yes. So Alfred is really worried and let's, he, let's go to the Hamptons. Yeah. He even he even suggests like we should go out of town. You like that place? Yeah. Let, by the lake. Yeah. Let's go. Because you know the news report even says that you know I'm sure a lot of Gotham people are are fleeing and the reporters seem kind of gleeful about it. Mm-hmm. Like. Well, you know reporters. Ready to see comeuppance. Um, so I, I just thought that was interesting. But yeah, Alfred. And it hurt my heart so much because mm-hmm. when Bruce says there's nobody to take me from. And they screen in and they, on Alfred. I'm like, but you're forgetting Alfred. And Alfred's poor little face. And I just, oh, I wanted to hug him so bad and go, damn it, Bruce. I know. So, yeah, I got yeah, I got in my notes. Just, He's forgetting Alfred. Yeah. Um, so... We go back to Enigma and oh my god, he he did the worst thing he could have done. Okay, now to her, I think. Now look at this from my point of view. Right. Now I am. You like things the way you like things. <laughs> I um I am I I I have an obsessive personality um, mm-hmm. disorder. 
I, and I really do. It's an yeah. actual clinical. I have been clinically diagnosed with yeah. OCPD. It's obsessive compulsive personality disorder, and I have to have things where they go. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, um, you know, it's not. You the like end controlling th- your environment, right? I do. I do. It's it's a matter of controlling my environment in order to control the chaos in my brain is what it comes down to. But I mean, you know, like for example, okay, all my pillows are actually in the right place. Um, <laughs> Yay! If, like, say, if a pillow from the couch is on the floor. I'm fine with it, but if I get up to walk across the room, I'm going to pick it up and put it yeah. back in its place. Yeah. Because it will bug the shit out of me. Yeah. My, my shoes, when I go to bed at night, my shoes have to be back where they belong because I cannot go to sleep because I know it has to be where, it has to be where it has to be. Yeah. And it's, and it's me and I live alone and I don't hurt anybody with it. Yeah. And, and according to my, my former therapist, it's okay. Yeah. There's no harm in it. Well, and when we travel, I let you have the run of the hotel room. I do. I will rearrange the whole room. Like, when we go to cons, I'm like, I'll just sit here. You tell me if you need me, and you and just I'll, do whatever you need to I do. I just straighten up. Yeah. You tidy. Like, yeah, I tidy up. Things need to be tidy. And but So, yeah, you completely understand. I do. So, when he when she walked into that room, and, and he's got everything all over the place, I'm sitting there going, ugh. Because no matter, like, he makes a point of saying, and he could be completely right. Like, I don't know. I don't have a degree in library science. It sounded all very scientific. It did, but didn't it? He could even have a point that his system might be quote unquote better, but for her that's chaos. And it's her responsibility too. Yes, that is her job. That is not his job. So for her that's complete and utter chaos. Mm-hmm. And he's now not only fucked with her system, but now he's impeded her ability to do her job because she can't find anything because he's started yes. rearranging. He, he not only crossed a line, he did a running jump way over it. And it takes him a long time to realize what he did was wrong. And I'm glad he finally did get there. Because he, he he finally, like, almost falls back into himself and is like, I shouldn't have done this. Yes. And it's like, no shit, idiot. No kidding. But, yeah, yeah so he, that was not the way to flirt with Miss Kringle. No. You idiot, This you. was not the path to her heart. No, 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 no. I, I, okay, I can understand he thought he was doing her a favor, I guess, but... Still, you don't mess, and it's her workspace, and it's it's, and she obviously works in this little closed off room, and where her desk sits, and this is her domain. Yeah, it's almost like he crossed an intimacy barrier too. Oh yeah, and the thing that kills me though is it's that it's that idea of well, I know better than you. Yeah, and so I'm just gonna do what I want to do, and consequences be damned, because eventually yeah. you'll figure out that I'm the right one in this. Right, and I thought that was so egotistical. But the Riddler is very egotistical. Yeah, but he, he has did, a huge ego. He did finally get the get the he point. He did. Yeah, he did. Which I thought was slightly redeemable, but for yeah. somebody that I really have liked so far, I was like, oh, that was bad. Oh my gosh. So yeah, but um, we move on, and Harvey wants to talk to Dix alone, and Jim's like, yeah, no. But Gordon remind, but yo, know, he does it. Gordon reminds him that he's not alone. Yeah. <sighs> Your little shipper heart just oh, grew three so sizes. It did. It did. <laughs> You're not alone. Oh. Um. So Harvey asked him about the case, and um, he didn't tell anybody about the coins. He well, says, and and and, and yeah. <laughs> Which means that um, I got lost in my own notes. They, I apologize. They take that to mean that Milky wasn't wasn't working right, alone. Right. That he was that Dix is determined. Is, he could not have been working alone at all. And you know, I didn't even really think of that. Yeah. Until he said that, I was like. Oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I not that it's this omniscient copycat, but and it's not like I haven't watched five seasons of Criminal Minds. Yeah, and I should have. 
Dr. Reed would be uh, sad with you. He would be so upset with me. The whole freaking team would be upset yeah. with me at this point. But uh, but Dix does say that it's a conspiracy. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty interesting because it's a secret. pretty oh, much in everything, everything in Gotham is a fucking conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's fucking corrupt except for like four people. Right, but... Bullock doesn't want to believe. Bullock so badly wants this to be a copycat. Yeah, he does. Which I completely understand. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough that they're going to have to catch a new guy. Well, oh, and um, I th- we 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 failed to mention uh, when they go to visit Dix, he is in uh, a, a care unit. Yeah, he's like in a nursing home. He's like type in a nursing thing. home. Uh, yeah. He's uh, I don't know. Is he in a wheelchair? I yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause, uh, his, yeah. He's chair bound. His legs so, got janked up when he when he so, fell. Yeah. So I mean, so here we see a piece of Bullock's heart. Yeah. Without them being very explicit about it. Yeah, it was very subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, and before they leave, um, uh, Bullock goes off on his yeah, own. Yeah, Bullock storms out. And Dix tells Jim to watch out for Bullock. He says, he's a white knight. Oh, my baby. And I was just like, wow. Because you've got, you've got the whole, you know, Batman's the dark knight. Gotham needs a white knight. And I know Jim's probably like, the fuck? What? Yeah. And that was pretty much his... What? Yeah. That was his he reaction. He was like, Harvey? Um, yeah, it's, this, isn't, this isn't the bullet that we really have seen in previous episodes, but it does... This whole conversation right here, uh, meeting Dix and Dix saying that to Jim, it really does explain the uh, those little moments we see of Bullock. Yeah. That we have, have seen of Bullock yeah. kind of shining through. He is not a bad person. No. And he's but, not a bad cop. But also, I kind of expected a little more from Jim. I expected Jim to have a little bit of a moment of, this is what happens when you go against you the Gotham system. It right. beats you down. Right. Just like it beat Harvey down. Right. And you wanted, yeah, you wanted Jim to make the same realizations that we were as an audience. Yeah. And Jim This still, is you. Right. He was this you. This is you in 10 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, but Jim, again, Jim's face is that, yep. just that mask. He's like, nobody wrote me an emotion this scene, so I'm not going to have one. So I'm just not going to have one. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jim and. Ben, what are you doing, Ben? <laughs> and we see that Jim uh, sees Harvey paying for Dix's care. Yeah. He's the he, one footing um, the bill for this. He is. And it, and I, I really wanted to cry, but I can't. Uh, and this is where Gordon sees that glimmer yeah. of the bullock that was yeah and it was just my heart just clenched up and it was because you know how i feel about bullock and and harvey gives him this look like don't fucking say anything about this don't you say a word and uh we we uh flash to um this rich girl Cause when once jim shows up bullock just shuts up he does he's like oh did you get those magazines he's like yeah, or, those mag those magazines really aren't appropriate yeah. mr bullock oh, but, uh, just pay me i'll, I'll, I'll just It'll build be me, i'll pay you later okay, yeah bye. let's go uh, so we move on to... Y'all understood all that, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Uh, this rich girl is getting ready to go out of town. And, um, because she ain't dumb. And, you know, she comes up on screen and she's getting ready. She's, like, talking to her mom or somebody on the phone. Yeah, yeah I'll be there at nine. And I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting there thinking, she you is did. so dead. You did. You D-E-D. And, um, people are alone and they're stupid. Because at this point... Mm-hmm. Why is she away from a giant group of people? Why does she not? Why, if they are so, if they are in the one percent of being rich, why does she not have a bodyguard or an army of bodyguards at this point? Yeah. I mean, if there's a Something. serial killer going after rich firstborns, if I were one of the, one of the top richest people in the city, yep, and I'm trying to get my child out of town, a I would be right there with them. Yeah, 
next to them. B, they would have some serious security with them. Yeah, not just a lone maid. In C, this, they would have an armored car. Yeah, in this giant you know, mansion, yeah. like, a lone so. maid. Get the doorman, get the butler, somebody. So, Shit. of course, she goes upstairs by herself. She doesn't even stick with the maid. <gasps> and the maid gets attacked, and this girl, Ember... That poor maid did not deserve that. She only got chloroform, though, they said later. Okay, good. That's just a bad she headache. She did not get killed. That's she just, got chloroform. Okay, that's just a bad headache. Um, And the this girl, Ember, gets snatched. Which, yes. you know, you're like, oh, okay, she's yeah, another okay. victim. Yeah, knew, saw that coming. Um, So, Har- we Harvey and Jim are at the scene of the break-in, or of the crime, and there's no sign of a break-in. And Bullock is so worried. Yeah. He's, Obviously. The, the longer this goes on, the more he gets unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, oh, no, Jim's not there. He's talking to him on the phone. Okay. Isn't he? I don't know. Okay. I don't have a note. Anyway. Um, I don't have, I, don't, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> so he figures that um, based on the timeline of the first goat, that they have about eight hours before he actually kills her. Right. Based that's, on all his the original rituals and, and shit that he does. Right. Um, and so uh, Bullock wants to put Nigma on the puzzle because he says, listen, there's four guys that have called in sick from this list of maintenance people that had access to these buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he wants to put Nigma on it because I think he makes a... Because he's freaky good at puzzles. He's freaky good at puddle- puzzles. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, if baby. only you knew. Mm-hmm. So we go back and God, could... Uh, what are these steps that people keep confronting people on? I, is it the front steps of the GCPD is the only thing I can think of? I don't know. It, it looks like a very, very af- big official building. The courthouse kind of Yeah, thing it looks kind of like a courthouse. And yeah. I can only imagine, like, the security guard that gets to stand at the entrance that's like, fucking assholes again are confronting e- each other on these goddamn steps. Because we've had several confrontations out here now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so... It's the place to be for confrontations. Yeah. Apparently, you just wait for the person that you're going to talk to, and they'll show up eventually, and you can yeah. have a dramatic talk on the steps. And so this time, it's Barb with Montoya. And, um, you know, Montoya doesn't want to talk because it's dangerous for Barb, which Barb won't listen to, like, all these people telling her it's dangerous for her to I know shit. fucking know. Hello? And so um, she does tell Barb that a warrant is coming tonight for Jim. Right. Uh, for the mur- murder of Oswald Cobblepot. And, you know, I thought that, once again, you're being a shitty cop because you're telling her shit she shouldn't know. Montoya's yeah. not a great police officer. She's an honest police officer, but she's not just a like, great one. Just, you can be honest and not necessarily be good. Yeah. So, so we move to Enigma, uh, and he has narrowed the list down to basically one guy. He's ruled <laughs> it out. He's ruled out based on geography and some other things. Um, and so Harvey hears the description and all of a sudden he's convinced that it's him. It's not just that we need to go talk to this guy. He's convinced that it's him. Right. Yeah. He is 100% sure. Okay. But, um, as Nigma is speaking. Yeah. Right. And right at the end of the scene. Yeah. Nigma picks up his coffee cup. And it's got a question mark on it. And it's got that big, huge Ridley, Riddlery question mark on it. And it's just the way the scene and he is grins. shot. It's so like. In case you haven't figured it out before, hmm. I'm surprised he doesn't have like question mark glasses or something, I... because you know, as subtle as they what are. The um, but yeah. So as soon as he hears, you know, a little bit of detail about where this guy's 
been squatting, I guess, which I don't know why an employer has information about where somebody's not legally living, whatever. Um, but they go visit the building, and it's the same one as before. It's this it's this weird theater-type place. Wow, this looks familiar. <gasps> da, da, da. Even, like, the pulling up of the car and everything. Oh, yeah. It's a different car, though. It's, it is a different car. Um, and so the guy is going through his ritual. Okay, they're still not calling for backup. No, still didn't call for backup. What the fuck? You think they would have called for backup when they left the station? You would think. Or grab some guys to go with you, because you're at the fucking like station. Like Alan and Motoya. <laughs> Or nobody know, lets them actually not. do police oh, work. Oh, that's right. They're not allowed to actually do police work. <laughs> They're they just like, hey, my boy and to go canvas. Yeah, yeah. Go, go talk to bums on the on the docks. It'll be great. Um, and so this guy is going through his ritual, and he hears them coming up. Mm-hmm. And so the girl's still alive. And so the girl's still alive, okay. and they split up. Okay, but Bullock does check under the stage this time. That's true. I and, watched for that. And Harvey says he's going to go after the killer, and Jim goes after the girl. Yeah, Bullet goes after the guy, which I really thought was fitting. Yeah. But not alone, you idiot. I know. Is what's know. in my notes. I know. And so uh, the goat and Harvey fight. Uh, actually, Harvey fights with some plastic sheeting. Yeah. And loses. <laughs> and then falls down the stairs. And then falls down the stairs. Then he fights. <laughs> and the goat only has like a hammer? I don't know what it was he had. I think it was a hammer. And it, I was like, really? After mm. all that, we've got a fucking hammer. Yeah. Uh, so they fall down the stairs. And Jim comes in to save the day. So he's the one who saves. So this time, this is, um, this is almost a complete parallel yeah. of the first story. Because here it is. Gordon is the one who saves the senior partner. Yeah. And wins the fight. Yeah. Gordon wins the fight. Yay, Jim. For once. Finally. Thank you, Jim. And uh, uh, yeah, I put in my notes, for once, Jim doesn't get his ass kicked. I have wins in all caps. He yeah. wins the fight. It was an exciting, exciting it day. It was very exciting. Um, so we go to Wayne Manor but, and... Because my little shippy heart cannot let this go by. Right, right. They're sitting down on the stairs, and Bullock puts his hand. And you're like, now kiss. Mm. (laughs) So we we go to Wayne Manor, and Selena is sneaking in. No, no, her name is Cat. Her name is Cat. Call her Cat. Uh, she's sneaking in and she's watching Bruce sleep because apparently the only room in this fucking house that Bruce goes in is this study. That's the only there. room in the house. He sleeps there. He eats there. He's got his crime wall. The manor's just big on the outside. It's the opposite it's of the room. TARDIS. It's smaller on the inside. <laughs> it's just one room. It's only the one room. Which I know why they do that. I mean, it's economy of sets. Well, yeah, they can really only build. Because, I mean, how many opulent Wayne Manor rooms are you really gonna see? Yeah, true. But I kind of, so I kind of am happy that they make it like his little, his little, for all intents and purposes, his bat cave. Right. Um, that he stays in, he investigates, right. he sleeps there, he eats there. Yeah. So at least they, at least they explain it. Right. And the room that he's in, it's his. We did figure it's, it's his, his dad's, dad's study. study. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, Selena's sneaking in, and I really like her jacket. I do too. It's really cool. It is cool. Um, and she is like major creeper. Oh yeah, she's being all cat burglar. Because I don't think she's there to steal things. I think she's there because Bruce intrigues her. Yes. Well, and she's said. I think she did. She say as much before, or she's just always been interested in this kid. Yeah, she's been watching him since. since and it the makes murders. and it makes me wonder if she can kind of relate to his situation. She's an orphan. He's yeah. an orphan. Yeah. But. Surely there's all these other orphans on the street. Yeah. I I just she's fixated on Bruce. There's something for some about reason. him. And um so she looks at his crime board and she sees this She's pretty interested in it. She is, and she sees this silver box. Mm-hmm. And um she takes it. 
And we hear somebody approaching who presumably it's Alfred. Yeah, you should. And it scares her away. And I and I thought maybe some of this is guilt because she she did she says she, she was a witness the, there. She says she saw the guy before maybe he put his mask yeah, on. Yeah, and that would make sense that that's the why she's so interested in because that was I don't want to say it was a shared experience, but she was there. Yeah. Um Which do we believe that she saw as much of his face as she, she says? I don't I don't. I don't either because at this point, I, I think that I was a way to get Jim to get her. She was just trying to buy her freedom. Yeah, yeah. She was playing the system. Which, she, we've she, seen that she knows the system. She proved to Jim that she was there, but she, because we did not see her right. see right anybody without no, a mask. Yeah, as as an audience, we don't. And I don't believe that she did. I don't think she did. I no. think that would be too convenient. No. And she's kept her mouth shut a really long time. Yeah, but it's also, if she does, it's still a playing piece that she's holding on to for down the road. That's true. Maybe. So some of this could be guilt that she's creeping on Bruce. It, it could be, but I also want to point out, um, earlier we were talking about the, the woman who just got kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, about her not having Ember. bodyguards. Ember. She, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so I want to point out, in all of this, why does Alfred have that window open? Yeah, I don't know. That was that really cat stupid. Just Whooped right on into. Yeah, she just casually opens. And it's opens. not a little window. No, it's this big, giant, it's sweeping this big, balcony. Huge, Twelve foot. Yeah. You know, five foot wide, gigantic. But we're afraid for Master Bruce's safety. Yeah, and living down here in the south, my thought is, you know, she got a screen on that thing. Bugs will get in. <laughs> they don't have bugs. There are at no Wayne bugs. Manor. That's because they. Well, you know, Batman. Yeah. Bats. Don't bats eat bugs? They, they do. See, there you go. There so, yeah, I was like, uh, with a killer would, on the loose. I would make a bat a noise, but I don't know what noises bat makes. Bats make. I so have no idea. Squeaky squeak or something. My daughter could tell you. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the the whole thing was just kind of really creepy. Um, and we move on and to more Speaking creepy. Speaking of creepy. Oh my god. So Oswald. This is not healthy. No, Oswald is taking a bath, and his mom comes in, and she helps bathe him, and like he's got to be like what twenty five easy and she like she gets her sleeve is in the water oh my god that was just made me and just just it's really awkward and weird and i don't like you said a couple episodes ago this is like reverse oedipus yeah uh uh-huh it's i'm sure there's a word for that yeah we probably need to look that up because this is a thing um and it's just really really weird and like this is so squeaky for me and she says, always remember you can trust no one, no one but your mother. And it's it's almost like um, abusive because it's almost like, isol- you know how they say if you're, if you're yeah. ever with a guy that, that says like, nobody loves you like I could love you right. mm-hmm. or I'm, you know, I'm the only one that understands it's you or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's and it, so it felt like really weird mm-hmm. that she would say something like that to her son and um, it kind of goes back to what she was saying earlier about the bullies. Like, oh, well, they're just jealous of you. You know, like, it just, the whole dynamic of those two is just really off. And if if they're trying to squeak me out, then mission fucking accomplished. Okay, it's referred to as a Jocasta. Oh, which which was Oedipus' mom. Mm-hmm. So that's a total Jocasta complex. Yes. Now, now that I see, I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, and so he tells he tells his mom that he did find somebody that he can trust. It's a policeman. Oh, but mom, I love him. I wanted her to be like, uh, before he said it's a policeman, I wanted her to be like, is it some hussy? Is it some hussy? <laughs> 
but and yeah. Got, got you caught in her purse? Yeah. Oh, her hot, was it devil's purse? Devil's purse. Which I have never heard it referred to as that. Not not specifically like that, no. I've heard it referred to as a purse. I've heard it referred to as a fur purse. But not a devil's purse. This We will have this listed as an explicit episode, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. all okay. of ours are because we swear. Yes. Um, but yeah, so he he's he can trust Jim. And she seems uh, put off by the fact that it's a policeman. Mm-hmm. That's why I think if she knew all the shenanigans that Penguin was up to, I don't think <laughs> I don't think she would really bat she an eye. She would find some way to to turn to her justify it. To justify, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So not my son. Yeah. So we go to GCPD and they have this uh, the goat in custody. And they're ready to interrogate him. Bullock just does not feel okay with this. No, this guy, Raymond Earl, um, Essen's super happy. Because she's like, I got some people to call, some she's champagne just, to uncork. Yeah, she's just ready to be done. She's ready to be done with this whole fucking thing. And that is pretty much her attitude this entire show. Yeah. She just wants the case closed. Just she doesn't close even care if di- it's done well. It's, it's all about, like, what they talked about in the, in the pilot is perception. Yeah. It was the Wayne's case. We don't care who fucking did it because we just want to close the case to make everybody feel better. Right. Everybody will feel and, warm and fuzzy and, if we close this and thing. And unfortunately, that's a thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Essence all about just closing the damn case. Yeah. And Harvey's not happy. Um, and he points out all the similarities between Milky and um, Raymond Earl, the new guy. And I'm thinking there is way too much time in this episode left. I was thinking that too. Because I was looking, I would look down at the time. Yeah. Like, uh-uh. I know I probably shouldn't do that as an audience member, but I was thinking the same thing. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, we ain't done. There's too much time left in this episode. But then. But then. Bullock sees it. Yes. What does he see? I don't know. Uh, yeah. And uh, he said, well, he sends Jim off first. Um, because That's he right, sa- he does. He says, I need to think about this. And Jim's like, you know, he's ready to stay. And he's like, no, go home, get some rest. But sweetie, I'm here for you. Yeah. He wants to share the load with Harvey. Which he take that he whichever way you want to take it. He doesn't it. want to give half of it to uh, Barb, <laughs> to Barb over here, but he definitely wants to give all of it. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and um, yeah, so he, I do not make this shipping crap up. It's right there. I know. Okay. And so Harvey watches this guy, and he has some kind of like not an attack, but he has some kind of like almost like he woke up. Yeah, and he does this hand clenchy thing. And Harvey gets a total Which light bulb. I totally missed the first time, by the way. Well, I don't. Rem- I, I think by the time we got back to it, I had forgotten about it because they did show it rather prominently the thing at the is, beginning. The show does that sometimes. Yeah. Like if you remember back in the Balloon Man, uh huh. That um the 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 guy that turned out to be the the dude, the guy that turned out to be the dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the articulate like- <laughs> as ever. You so much. Professional podcaster. The guy, the guy who turned out to be the balloon man, that there was that piece of paper that Jim yeah. had saw at the beginning, which that's how it led yeah. it to. But they do that. They told you. But did you listen? Exactly. But I was actually surprised because usually Gotham's like, hey, look at this thing. I'm going to hit you over the head with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is important. Pay attention to this. Yes, look over here. So they can do subtle when it suits them. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when they want to. Yeah. Um, and so he gets this light bulb moment, and um, we see Jim go back to this ridiculous apartment. Okay, now it looks like it's early morning here. I'm yeah. having a lot of issues with time in this particular episode. Yeah. I can't quite keep up with how long. Because they said how much time has passed. They told uh, Montoya told Barb they were the warrant was coming down that night. Right, but it's daylight outside. Yeah, where it was dark when they went and arrested the goat. Yeah. But maybe they just didn't know where he was, so that you can't serve, you can't arrest somebody if you don't know where he is. That's true. Strangely, 
you can't do that. Yeah. Um, so they were gone all night, and they probably have been following him. Although all this I'm surprised, time. Montoya, that wasn't the first fucking place she went. That's was where Barb's she apartment? Always fucking goes. So, but when we go back to the clock tower, uh, or Barb's apartment, clock tower, same difference. Um, it's daylight outside because you yeah. can't miss that. No, no, you can't. I mean. It's, it's a giant it's glass a giant clock. Glass, yeah. Let's a lot of light in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and she's she's packing up and getting ready for them to leave. Yes. And Barb warns Jim yeah, that and they're she, coming to arrest him. And she begs him to leave with her. Let's run away. And God, do you even know your fiance at all? Like Jim's going to go. Have you met him? Yeah, this is a good Barb, plan. Barb, this Let's is Jim. Go- <laughs> Jim, this is Barb. Have, you know, like he's going to go, yep, sounds like a good plan. Let's run away. Mm-hmm. He's Fucking, a cop. And he's Jim Gordon of all people. Like he would walk away from that. So, because deep down, she thinks he's guilty at this point, I think. That's my interpretation. Yeah, yeah, I can see it, yeah. Why else Much like run? Montoya, she just believes what she's told. Yeah, so um, she begs him to leave, and the door dramatically, you know, we get the we get the knocking, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and there they are. Yeah, which at that point, I don't know where she thought they were going to run. As their roof access at this ridiculous apartment, That's who true. the hell knows? So um, I'm down the front of the f- clock tower. Yeah, <laughs> action sequence. Um, so he dun, says dun, he, dun, 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 he says dun, he can't dun. run because he's such a damn boy scout. He doesn't yes. actually say that, but that was that was my own interpretation. Um, and this still this entire time he has no expression. No, it's the same face. No, he gets more personality around Harvey than anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, so Montoya and Alan are there to take him into custody, and um, we move on to uh, the Hastings house. And there's a therapy session going on. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Doctor Marks. Right, Doctor Marks. I still don't know her first name. I don't give a shit. Um, I have no notes on her, so she must not have been important to me. Okay. Uh, so Doctor Marks is there, and she's treating Mr. Hastings, and um, Harvey visits her, and it's a very different attitude from last time. He, he he's like he wants oh. to talk to her. He wants to pick her brain. Alone. Yeah, he wants to pick her brain. Like you know, because the she, idiot's going to talk to her alone. Yeah, he's sneaky. And uh, he's like, oh, so you're a hypnotherapist. And um, but see, everything that he's saying, he's reciting to her. Somewhere between the time he sent Bullock, he sent Jim away. Mm-hmm. Bullock sent Jim away, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, he did some homework. Yeah, he did. He like did research and cop work. I'm very proud of Harvey. Yeah, he's he he did his homework, and he the man is not stupid. No, he's not. He's never been stupid. It's a matter of getting him motivated to care. Right. So um so yeah, it turns out that she does some pro bono work at some outreach clinics. So like he he's the one who got the connection this time. Oh, he definitely. It he all did out. all of this. I was so proud of my baby. And so she, it turns out, well, gosh, she didn't mention it, but she treated. Uh, Raymond Earl. You're right. And, <gasps> you know, he asks about about the hand clench thing that he did. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he know he like Columbo her. Um, 100%. Did he have his hat on? I <laughs> hope he had his hat on. He didn't on. have his hat on. Aww. And so he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I noticed Mr. Hastings does the hand clench thing. And, like, I put in my notes that he's done research about it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, he gets a little cocky with it, though. But I love it. But I love it. But that's... Bullock. Yeah, and so then he's like, "Oh yeah, so um, you treated Milky too, didn't you?" And she's that's, like, "I think that's when she realizes he knows." Yeah, and um, but see, Bull- but Bullock went to be the White Knight. Yeah, yeah, to save the day, yes. and he didn't bring Jim in because look what happened last time. His partner got hurt. What's the rule, Bullock? No heroes. No heroes. And um, so, yeah, this is when she basically starts admitting w- what she's done. Yes. 
And um, she says he wouldn't understand. And um, she says that it's an act of therapy for Gotham. So she's like another vigilante. Yes. Not like she basically is. Yes. And so what she's done is she says the rich and powerful are eating Gotham alive. And she is just doing what Gotham wanted. She's calling it. She's making them afraid. Yeah. Um, And I thought I was slightly disappointed at this only because I wanted an explanation for all the weird ritual shit that the goat does. I was like, I want to know all about this mask. I want to know what the hell kind yeah, of spirit yeah. he thinks oh, yeah. he is. Oh, yeah. What does the penny mean? Oh, yeah. That, I would have loved that because, well, you know, if they'd explained it, you know, I'd have like, yeah. spent three days but digging I, into it. But I also it, think it was really smart. it all. Because she set this thing up and everything is a red herring. Oh, yeah. It Every doesn't mean piece, anything. None of it, no. It's just bullshit. Yeah. Which, for a real serial killer... She went whole hog on this shit. Yeah, for a real serial serial killer, those kinds of things do mean something. Even if it's just to them and even if it's completely nuts. Right. Um, the penny so would have meant something. She knew in, in order for it to be believable... Yeah. It had to be that weird and twisted. Yeah, and that's what got got people people's attention. Exactly. It's what got everybody afraid. Yes. So... It scared the bejesus out of Bullock. But I or think, the bejesus into him, I'm not sure. That's true. But I thought it was interesting for, for what she could have done. She could have had multiple guys running around doing this. Because then you get one in custody. But she did it smart. Yeah. But then, but then you get one in custody. And oh my god, it can't be him. Because no, then because it's, over, it's here. over here. Yeah. But I guess, you know, she did leave a trail. And it would have been a bigger trail if she did this more often. But yeah, so that was... And mis- a lot more mistakes are able are liable. Liable, liable to, happen, to happen. happen yeah there's a yeah. sentence in there thank you um but yeah so I, I was slightly disappointed in that just because i thought i was gonna get some kind of cool hoping yeah, meaning behind it cool. um but then again with as much time as we had left we weren't we, gonna get one anyway yeah, there's a lot of, we watch a lot of sleepy hollows yeah <laughs> yeah so um so yeah she says that gotham basically wanted this and um she basically like you know i'm taking things in my own hands she's total vig- vigilante um, but she totally. was, but she was, <laughs> but she was not getting her own hands dirty. Of course not. So, um, and she, you can see that she's also insinuating herself into these families. Yes. Because she's this high profile okay, yeah, therapist. She is there, um, at Mr. Hastings house. When she's responsible session. for his daughter being kidnapped. Right. And, and that's she's, cold. That is cold. But think about it too. Who the fuck has a therapy session at dawn? Mr. Hastings. Because if we're following the time frame here with the rest of the story, yeah, it's, it's fucking dawn. Yeah, that's true. Unless, and he's like casually like, hey, so your office said I could find you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. The time passage on this was yeah, weird. What? It was very weird. Because the whole thing is this has to be happening concurrently with what's happening to Jim. Because, because of how it ends. Right. Because of the next Because scene. of the timing of it. Right. So, um... Mr. Hastings interrupts their super awesome conversation (laughs) and Harvey tries to arrest her and she gives this verbal sign and Mr. Hastings attacks Harvey and she says, kill him. Mr. Hastings is one spry old man. Yeah, seriously. Boy. And she just starts walking away casually, but I was so proud. Harvey, you know, well, okay. Yeah, he is an old man. 
Harvey gets, you know, gets Hastings off to the side enough to lean over the railing and shoot her. But he does, yeah, I thought that was really smart of him. He doesn't go chasing after her down the stairs like you see all the time in some yeah. shows. He, he just shoots <laughs> Yeah, because I'm like, just shoot the fucker. And he doesn't kill her, but he immobilizes he gets, her. Yeah, he gets her in the leg. Because that's what I say half the time in a lot of these cop shows. I'm like, shoot him in the fucking leg and then he can't run away. Kneecaps, man. Yeah. Aim for the kneecaps. Maybe I have a mob Those mentality. Are re- they're replaceable. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, so yeah, so he, he ends up getting her, and, um, you know, we get that little, that one little victory moment for Harvey, and then the shitstorm starts, and um, we go back to GCPD, and Essen is very not happy with him, because she's like, let me get this straight. Excuse me. You walked into this super rich household to take this <laughs> high-profile therapist and shoot her. At dawn. At dawn. Um <laughs> And so they're, but they're interrupted before she can really lay into him by Jim being brought in. Right. And that's where the timeline. Yeah. I mean, how long does it take? Because, you know, apparently everything is right next door to the GCPD. Exactly. Because Wayne Manor is to the left. So the clock tower is <laughs> in front of them. Yeah. And those fucking steps are somewhere. And those steps are to the right or yeah. some shit. I don't know. And so they're, uh, you know, Jim is brought in and they're, you know. And this is a big scene that goes by really quick. Yeah. Montoya and Alan are like, yeah, he's going to get arrested for Oswald Cobblepot's murder. Baby, I'm the coolest. And then they're like, we're going to arrest Harvey, too, because he was at the scene. And they're so fucking proud of themselves. Oh, yeah. I wanted to slap like, the smug off their face. Up peacocks. Yeah. Yeah, which is what they were in the Wayne case at the very beginning, which is why Harvey didn't give it to him because right. they were assholes about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes Montoya and Nobody Alan. And it's not because they're honest. Go home. It's because they're assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And, um, of course, we get dramatically Oswald walking oh, his in. his entrance was and it's like so dawn. awesome. It's like dawn behind him. Those big windows. That was a great set. With this all the set, orange light. As much as I complain about this set, about the way they keep moving shit around all the time, which... I think the, they're they stable do, now. They, they, they've moved something else. And okay. We'll, we'll talk about that in, 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 in later. Not this episode. Um, but that but shot that big, was yeah, the, gorgeous. The scenes that they shoot in this one tiny... Because that's an actual set that they mm-hmm. have. That it's Because I've, I've... You know, it, it was in the um, the preview little thing. The Legend Reborn five, or yeah, whatever, whatever it is. it was. But they showed the outside. They were building this set. And it's really not that... It's no bigger than my condo. Yeah. It's really not that big. Yeah. Um, and it's all... But it looks It's huge. tall, it's though. Way, the lighting of it... It's Yeah, it's like three stories tall. I think they said yeah. it was one of the biggest, tallest yes. sets yes. that anybody's ever built. Because it is this... So those big All this windows, rigging and... Yeah. And, and, and Robin is standing... Okay, Oswald, the... Okay, yeah. Robin, Robin being the actor. He's standing there in his lights, and he just kind of walks in. His little he does a wall. bow. But, um... Credits... Yeah, and it's like, oh shit! So that is a very big scene in a very short period. Yeah, and of time. he's like, and I was I'm like, Oswald Cobblepot, and I'm sitting there going, but no, yeah. wait. But you know, what we also get a flash of at the very, very, very end. Very, very end is Harvey having oh, to yeah, be, yeah, yeah, having yeah. to be restrained from and beating Jim up. up. Yeah, he and he's like, I'm gonna kill you right up in his face. Yeah, that was just the emotion of that whole. Because with all of everything Bullock's been through, this whole thing, and he's, I guess he's kind of felt like he could lean on Jim a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, this is his partner, and they're feeling more partnerish. Mm-hmm. And then that clash. Yeah. Cause when, like a release of emotion. Because the payoff, the emotional payoff of that. Yeah. What I'm and saying. before, before That's Penguin what I'm to say. even comes in, Jim's like, I didn't kill Cobblepot. And Harvey's like, no, man, you totally didn't. No. I don't know what they're, and he's like, no. 
No, really. Yeah, I didn't thought. kill Cobblepot. And he's like, I know you didn't partner. He's like, wink, wink, nod, nod. And he's like, fucking hell, I didn't kill, I didn't Damn kill you. him. I really, really didn't. And then, you know, Penguin drops his mic. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so fucking, sm- like, okay. Penguin is a smug little baby about this. Because he walks in he and he's like, is. Jim, you owe me now. Which is the only reason he does it. Um, and But I don't hate him as much as Montoya and Alan being smug. And he kills folk. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, at this point, I just really, Montoya and Alan, they're going to have to do a lot for me to, you know, give a shit about them. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now I think they're pretty horrible. Yeah. I, to me, they're the bad guys. Yeah. The good guys are the bad guys are the good guys the good guys are the bad guys. Well, you gotta look at it like it's all about perspective. And they are going after this with a completely weird set of assumptions that we know are incorrect. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And partially blinded by the fact that Montoya has this. Blinded by the light. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It should be blinded by the night. Blinded by the night. (laughs) Wrapped up like a dude. I'm so sorry. But yeah, my life is a fucking musical. I know. Yeah, it, they, it's all yeah. So I mean, this is around. like this is what, did, who did we? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. This is a big fucking episode. I went to a, a whole other thought. Okay, I, I jumped ahead. It was a big episode. We did not see fish. No, we didn't. We did not see Maroni or, or Falcon. So we didn't actually. All we saw was, and all we saw of Penguin was that last. And the creepy bath. Oh yeah. The I've tried, I tried to forget it. Yeah, I know I you tried. did. I'm not um, gonna let you. So yeah, if other than that, anything to do with Penguin, which was just those, the, the little short, bits. Scene, short scene with him in the bath, that short scene where he shows up at the end, that last little bit, minus those two scenes, mm-hmm. take the story, back it up before Viper, and then let it go. Yeah. I would have felt so much better. It made so much more sense. It would have. Because those little penguin bits, you could have, you know, moved the ones from Viper up into here. and Not the big reveal, but at least the mom stuff. The story flow would have been so much smoother. But when you've got all these different writers. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. It just really hurt. Yeah. But I thought this was a really good episode. As much as I bitch about Barb and about Montoya, that's not indicative of the episode. That's indicative of the show. uh, We're here in episode six. Episode five was pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought and five episode was good. six was good, and this is the point in the season when I started feeling okay. Yeah, I think we're gonna be okay because those first because I was three, worried four and five were a flash four, in the pan. Yeah, three and four. I mean, one two and one, one two and three, three were kind of, and then it got worse, and they get a little better, and it got worse, um, and then four was eh, five was better. Yeah, six was even better. Yeah, so I'm, I'm feeling more confident about this show. Yeah, I'm like okay, maybe we're gonna be okay. Yeah, and and I I liked the little bits of foundation for Bruce mm-hmm. that Bruce sees the fear that the goat strikes in the heart of Gotham like he's got this right weird mask and so I, I thought that was really cool um and something they didn't hit you over the damn head with I know right but yeah it did except cat cat yeah. guess what cat cat and she's cat. like no. standing on benches and stuff mm-hmm. and yeah but she's a total creeper man she is. Well, she's been following around uh, Jim. She's been following around Bruce, which is, I almost called him Wayne. Which wouldn't have been wrong. <laughs> Master Wayne. Master, Master Wayne. Which, that just sounds weird. Yeah. In this day. I mean, I understand what it means. Yeah. but It sounds weird age, if it's not with a British just, accent. Yeah. And uh, and whips and chains. 
And he's a little boy, so that just made it creepier. I apologize. Good job. Thank you. Appreciate you. It's not even late. Uh, it's really not. So, yeah. It, mm, creepy girl. But I still love her. Yeah. I think if, she's if great. They, if they weren't so in your face with the cat bit. Yeah. I probably would have liked, I probably would like her more. Because at first, I loved that about her. Yeah. It's just so. It got old really look quick. right here. Yeah. So, yeah. But I really did enjoy this episode. I was like, okay, I'm ready for, I want more. Especially that last scene of the the clash between Jim and Bullock was just. They leave you going, oh shit, what happens? <laughs> she got so excited she's having a coughing fit. <coughs> That's what Gotham my, does to you. I choked on myself. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> you were like, kiss. <laughs> they should have kissed so many times. Uh, well, you know, when they jump, you know, I thought they were going to do a jump and kiss. You know, right there at the end. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. No jump and kiss. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was I was really pleased with this episode. Mm-hmm. I was too. I was looking forward for, and it's, for once. I was looking forward to more. It surprised me. It did kind of catch you off guard because, I, like I said, I was so I was so intent on there being some kind of like the ritual meaning something, the the mask meant, meaning, it, the, and it meant nothing. And it meant nothing. And so which, I think that was kind of refreshing, which meant, which meant a lot that it meant nothing. Yeah, because it was you know a very saying? carefully constructed it was, just yeah. To, just exactly. To freak people out. The fact that yeah. 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 Yeah, I thought that was really cool. So I was happy about it. Um, so guys, if you want to send us uh an email about this or anything uh Gotham related, um, you know, if we if we've uh overlooked some bit of inane trivia or uh canon or anything like that. Give your own theory. Yeah. Oh, we want to hear you. Crazy if you like, if if yes, we love crazy theories, which is why we do this podcast. So give yeah. us your theories. Um, and if you like Barb, tell us why. Seriously, like, like I, if would, you can defend this character, yeah, I would love to hear it. Because please, I mean, like, honestly, we won't like make fun of you or anything. We'll take well if you if you give an, a good argument, we will we will take it into serious consideration. Yes, we will. Please, please defend this character. <laughs> somebody she needs help somebody uh so you can reach us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com yep uh you can also message us on tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com or you can tweet at us at randomtcasts which you know you can't do a big barber dissertation on twitter what with the 140 character or whatnot no. but, so you pro- probably <laughs> or best, if you can i would be impressed that's true so you probably best uh send that an email but yeah i'd be really interested to know if anybody that's listening does really like barbara and why or montoya or montoya and I'm, we're not talking canon we're talking on the show yes and i find but i find in the show i find montoya a little bit more palatable than barb yes so, agreed 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 but yeah agreed. so uh so let us know uh that or anything else um we'd um, love to hear from you yep um and if you can't remember all of that you can uh, all the per- all pertinents <laughs> are on our website at randomtpodcast.com and while you're there check out our other podcasts we cover sleepy hollow mm-hmm. we are also we've got uh some random movies that we're doing podcasts on if there's anything you want us to any movies you'd want to hear us talk about let us know. Uh, we're also covering uh, MCU movies. Specifically, they have their own feed. Yep. And uh, coming soon, we're going to start with Agents, Agents of, of S.H.I.E.L.D., Shield yep. starting with Season 3. And then uh, whenever they announce Agent Carter. Yeah. Uh, well, we two. plan on doing Season 1 That's right. We're in, gonna an, catch in enough time to, to do Season 2. Right. Um, and also, uh, you know, it, whatever, wherever you're listening to us on... Um, leave a comment or a review or a rating or whatever they'll high let five, you high thumbs five thumbs up like it whatever they'll let you do we would we would really appreciate that as well um, 
you know, if you're not going to talk to us, you can do that. Please, please. <laughs> please, we love you. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks a lot. <laughs>